consciousness, you know, first needs to be understood as a commitment to unearthing the emotional and conditioned legacies of your mind. So we've all inherited so much baggage, you know, from culture and from unconscious parents and their ancestors. And as a result, we grow into these legacies without ever questioning how do they work for me? You know, who am I in all of this? And what is my truth in all of this? So we live off prescriptive checklists and believe that if we don't follow that checklist, then we are somehow lesser than. And when we do this with a child who's come into this world with a throbbing spirit, desirous of kind of figuring it out, and we've kind of already ruined that chance by, you know, here's the checklist. This is what I believe is success and failure and beauty and achievement. And now follow my way or you're already an outcast in my eyes. So the process of consciousness in parenting mandates that the parent not hand over that prescription. And in order for the parent to not hand that over means that they have had to come to let go that prescription themselves. They had to somehow deconstruct their own emotional legacies and find their own truth so that they can then unleash it in their child. How can you raise a conscious child if you have not yet raised yourself consciously? How can you bring presence into a sacred bond much less one with your child, if you have not yet brought presence to yourself, you'll find that the journey into creating sacred relationships and bonds are really all about the journey within and how to evolve together as one. Most of us are not going to spend the rest of our lives alone. Most of us have parents or guardians of some sort, so we understand parenting at some level. Some of us are parents and have kids, and others will have kids one day. So if you fall under any of those three categories, this episode is for you. If you are new here, welcome. I'm your host, Rose, and welcome back if you are not. Let's get started. I genuinely believe that one of the most important relationships we could ever possibly have are relationships with our parents, whether they are around or not, and our relationship as parents with our children. Because if you think about it, most of us are essentially children in adult bodies. And most of this world is programmed to run off of the wounded inner child. And much of being an adult is literally inner child programming. I mean, otherwise therapists wouldn't exist. Relationship therapists wouldn't exist. So everything comes back to us being kids and our conditioning. And when we think about our children and taking on that role, once we become a parent, we realize the direct effect and impact we have on even the evolution and future of humanity as a whole. So I really feel like this is something that should definitely be talked about more, but I don't mind starting with this podcast. I want to shed light on how we have been letting down our children lately, unfortunately, in this era more than ever, as 
mental health numbers increase, the birth rate decreases, and all of this limbic system hijacking that's unfortunately happening today. According to the National Center for Biotechnology Information, one in five children in America meet the criteria of having a mental health disorder. And these are kids from ages 3 and 17. And anxiety disorders are the most common condition, sitting at 31.9%, you guys. I am not happy with those numbers because all of us are so busy wondering why this world is in this chaotic state and we are seeking solutions externally, not understanding that we have all of the answers and the power within ourselves, that everything starts with us. What's interesting about this is that people are spending more time with their kids today than in the 70s and 80s. I know for sure more than any other era as we are evolving with technology and more parents are staying home and working from home or online. There are many entrepreneurs now more than ever, actually. And so things are just different and parents are getting more time with their kids. So we can definitely conclude that these numbers have nothing to do with spending time or needing to spend more time, but rather what we do with this time instead. So what is conscious parenting to begin with? (laughs) Because a lot of people seem to think it's this new age way of thinking, but in reality, we have been programmed through Western psychology and the traditional paradigm, which clearly does not serve our relationships or humanity. And I mean, it does not serve any kind of relationship. So I definitely have sprinkled some Western philosophy into this because I genuinely feel like every single interaction that we have is truly an interaction with our light bodies, our energy, and our flesh is simply just responding. Our vessels interacting are a response to the subconscious messaging and interaction with different energies around us. In the next episode, I will be talking more about that, so be sure to stay tuned, definitely, because developing a relationship with our chemical body comes first. It's so important to raise awareness in this way. But for now, I want to talk about what conscious parenting is to me. It's about making the switch from control to connection, from ego to soul. It's about raising yourself first. To be conscious of something is to be aware. And our children are people too. They are people that we can learn from, grow from. They awaken us back to our truth. They gift us with self-awareness, self-expression, and deep self-belief. It's all about identifying the difference between reacting from ego or our higher mind 
And children give us the ability to look at ourselves, look at our own reflection, and they illuminate it back to us so that we may grow together and develop ourselves through their vessel as they do the same. Children are not just here to be told what to do and how to do it. They are our gifts and they are our teachers. And this mindset shift has been such a game changer for me as a mother in developing my relationship with my children and my future children. So this definitely can be applied to any relationship, you guys. But for the sake of this episode, we are keeping it about parenting. So I think it's so important to realize that our kids have their own destiny, their own personalities, and you'll find that most of this spiritual journey is about deprogramming and deconstructing all of the things that we were programmed with as children from our families, from our own parents even, and the way that we see the world has definitely shifted based on these relationships and interactions. It affects absolutely everything. So you'll find that, especially if you're already a parent, that kids will tend to trigger you, right? And you might tend to react through the ego because this person, this child is illuminating some aspects within yourself that might be uncomfortable to face. But they are doing this for the purpose of your growth. Kids are like a spiritual awakening that you did not see coming, that you feel like you did not sign up for consciously. But unconsciously, your soul signed up for this, and that's why you have a child in the first place or will have children in the first place. Even you, when you incarnated into your mother's womb, and you came to be this person, right? You are that mirror for your parents and your grandparents and your family members. But that's for another episode. I will be talking about how family members tend to be karmic. But reflecting on yourself is something we really find uncomfortable and a lot of us try to kind of skip this if we could but children don't allow for that unless you become an abusive parent and these things manifest in these ways this is why some parents become abusive verbally emotionally sometimes even physically I mean this is the real world that we live in and the numbers again they don't lie The cases of abuse have gone up drastically. Cases of postpartum depression, cases of mental health disorders, primarily in America. Because again, the traditional paradigm does not serve our highest expression, does not serve true connection and presence with our children and our parents. But like I said, if you think about it, adults are mostly wounded children. Most of society today is running off of the wounded masculine energy, the unhealed inner child. 
And most people are seeking external salvation through some kind of either entity or even the government. When really everything can be found within us. Right? The kingdom of creation is within. That's it. What more do you need besides inner work? Because the more you dissect those parts of yourself and begin to heal, you transcend the wounds within you. But first you need to be aware of them, right? And that's what our children gift us with. So... It's also important to note that this spiritual journey is really just technically evolving back to our childlike ways before innocence was stripped. Before the world stopped being super colorful. I mean, think about it. You get super nostalgic when you think about, you know, your childhood moments that things excited you so much and you were so excited to wake up in the morning and have the light shine in your face because Kids are present, and we are the ones that are fighting to get back to that, that have forgotten because of life and all of its dealings and all of the programs that we have to go through or have had to go through. But we are really just trying to find our way back to presence. Remember how excited you were for Saturday morning cartoons (laughs) or whatever it is that made you so happy and you had so much energy, but your parents maybe didn't have as much depending on who they are, but everyone always says kids have the most energy. Well, we would too if we were excited for life and not borderline depressed or depressed and just living day to day, you know, as adults. It's so important to realize, especially if you are a parent, it's important to realize this. And so you can preserve that childlike spirit in your kids and don't dim their light when they're laughing and they're playing around. There are companies that are thriving today. There's this candle company I came across recently where she sells candles based on nostalgic scents that make people super happy and her business is just thriving. And that says something that actually inspired me to speak on this for this episode because she sells a candle called Saturday Morning Cartoons and it's her bestseller, you guys. So doesn't that say something to you? (laughs) It's like we're longing for home. We're longing to get back to being like a child once again. So children are observers and sponges. They take in about 5% of what you tell them to do and 90% of what you show them. So parenting is like this training camp for us that we think we didn't sign up for, but like I said, we did. (laughs) They constantly act as teachers, but do we self-reflect? Do all of us sit with ourselves enough to see this? 
it's important to be an example for your children because their subconscious mind is recording every single interaction, every single energy and energy shift. And they're looking at your relationships and how you interact and how you maintain them. And their subconscious mind is registering every single thing. And to them, it's all they know. It becomes all they know especially before the prefrontal cortex is fully formed. And while their brains are still developing up until their teen years. I genuinely believe that bringing awareness to ourselves and ourselves as parents is so important. I really feel like the future of humanity is at stake, depending, of course, in how we raise our children. One thing I want to talk about is the importance of just not feeling bad if up until this point you have not been aware of yourself but of your relationship with your child. And if you are watching this before you even become a parent or maybe even you don't plan on becoming a parent ever but you're listening to this in hopes of managing sacred bonds or forming them. I think you're already 10 steps ahead, and that's beautiful. So a few things to keep in mind before we move on. Number one, kids are sovereign beings. They come into this world pure and whole, just like you. If you haven't listened to episode one of this podcast, I talk about this and finding self-love again. Secondly, Kids are a source of your own personal growth. You are not just a guide, but a student. And number three, kids are neither good or bad. They just are because remember, they are present. They are in the moment. They are flowing in pure essence. And we are the ones that are not. We are the ones that are projecting. We are the ones creating limitations and we are the ones that are programmed in trying to deconstruct this if we have chosen this path. And if you were listening to this episode and you were still with me, you have definitely chosen that path. And if you really think about it, this is not so much about our children As I said, they are sovereign beings, naturally closest to source energy, pure. We are the ones projecting and parenting from the unmet ego. It's all about what you believe they should do, where you should go for playtime, and if they don't agree, it's a headache, it's a problem. Because you are looking through the eyes of the ego filters, the false reality. When your mind's eye is the one true reality, the only true reality is consciousness. And this is really, like I said, because traditional parenting models gave us the control we all crave on a 3D level of awareness. I mean, seriously, if you go to counseling for your relationship with your children, they give you advice that's based on a 3D self-serving relationship when all a child craves is connection and all your inner child craves is understanding and connection 
Children are here to follow their own destiny. We don't own them. They have their own life missions to fulfill. And we try to impose our own beliefs and conditionings onto them and derail their purpose, change their personalities to make us comfortable or worse, strip them of who they really are and cause them to lose sight of themselves. Worst case scenario. Because we give birth to them, it gives us this illusion of power over another being. And that's what the lower mind craves, is power, dominance. This alone strips them of sovereignty, like what happened to many of us. So it's important to realize we do not own our children. We are not tyrants and dictators. We are guides and we are students. So ask yourself this. What are the unmet needs that I'm using my child to fulfill or fill most of what we want for our babies? And I know most of us mean well, but think about it. Most of what we want for our kids or what we find to be in their best interest, it sadly comes from our own brokenness or failures. So ask yourself, what did you need from your own parents that you may not have gotten? What are the needs that were unmet when you were a child? So I read this book called The Game of Life and How to Play It recently by Florence Shin, and she really just opened my eyes to another level. I completely recommend this book, you guys. I'm going to link it in the show notes along with other resources that I really feel would help you better develop relationships with your parents and as a parent. But as mothers, we unconsciously attract illness and even disaster to our kids by continually holding them in thoughts of fear and watching for symptoms even. Back then, there were many different plagues. And what would happen was, is other parents would be like, how are your kids doing? Are they sick? And a mom would be like, not yet. And you'll find that we do this today even. I mean, we just went through one ourselves and we are scared because of what the news is saying and we try to shield our children because we are in fear. And of course, we, like I said, we want the best consciously, but unconsciously we are manifesting doom upon our children because we are affirming and believing these negative thoughts and then projecting them onto our kids. It's truly so eye-opening and amazing to me how much power we truly hold. There are three things that children want and need to know. And you'll find that somewhere deep down inside, you might want to know these same three things. And it's not a coincidence. So those things are, am I seen? Am I worthy? And do I matter? As adults, we are basically grown children, as I've probably said like 50 times leading up to this point. But everyone is seeking validation somehow. Craving to feel seen, 
heard. You know, many people get degrees and pursue success even with this underlying desire of importance and wanting to matter. Maybe as a child, this person was not validated or made to feel important. Most adults today are struggling with feeling unworthy for this reason. Many people are in families that make them feel bad for not meeting a certain milestone by a certain age. Parents will even do this to you and it's important not to become that parent. But of course that requires self-reflection on your part. Because many of us did not have parents that self-reflected on these levels. But bless you if you did have that, genuinely, because that just cuts the inner work by, I don't even know, just by a lot. (laughs) But really think about this. Even in relationships, we just want to feel seen and heard and loved and we want to feel like we matter. And when you are missing that link there are problems within your dynamics because this is all your inner child wants and needs to know and it starts when you are a child. If you are meeting this for your children, you are doing an amazing job in being a parent and fulfilling your role, your true role. If you are answering these questions in your relationship dynamics, you are doing an amazing job. Every single behavior is masking a need and that is such a game changer. Once you understand this, you can then contour your responses to children and meet those needs. I believe this literally helps evolve the planet. And, you know, I really wanted to talk about this topic in ways that can be applied to all of our relationships, especially those seeking to deepen our bonds with whoever is in our lives that matter to us. When I talk about spiritual awakening as well, I'm really talking about expanding our own awareness and evolving in consciousness, and that's really it. I'm sure there are many different things and topics that fall into the spiritual category, but at the end of the day, while we are turning our vices into virtues and our lead into gold and transmuting all of these negative energies into positive light, I think that is what it's all about. At least that's what I focus on in my channel and when I'm developing my relationships. Because if I am not aware, I can't bring awareness to any of my bonds. And I can't grow them for the better. I can't participate in the growth of the relationship if I have not participated in my own inner growth. But I want to leave you guys with a tip. It has been amazing for me as a mother. And I tell everyone this, like, even if you don't believe in astrology, there's power in this move. Check your kids' zodiac signs, specifically their moon placements, because this shows their emotions and how they process it and their subconscious mind archetype. Because remember, the zodiac is just 
technically a manifestation of your archetype and how you carry these energies and project them. It's essentially your role as a human being incarnated. And so I think it's so important to get to know your kids on a deep level. And if you want to take it another step further, I would look into their Vedic astrology chart. And you can get this professionally read pretty much anywhere these days on the internet. Just find someone that you trust and that you feel comfortable with. So for me, that's been a total game changer. Like for instance, my daughter is a Scorpio rising and I'm a Scorpio sun in my Western astrology. And I feel like our bond has been deepened over time because I understand her her Scorpio placement. I understand why she's so mysterious and might be quiet at times and things like that. And she has a Libra moon as I do. I have a Libra moon in Vedic and I'm a Scorpio moon in Western, but I can relate to her in these, in many different ways based on our astrological archetype. So definite game changer you can read their birth charts online and all of that and you'll find consistencies with their personalities and their characteristics too for instance i have a cousin that is a sagittarius rising as well and he's a sagittarius son too i believe and i told him when he was seven that he's free to express himself in any way that he wants, maybe artistically, maybe through the way he dresses. I love taking him on adventures because I know Sagittarius loves to travel and discover new things and try new things. Of course, there's so much more to the chart, but I'm telling you, this is so amazing. Like his face lit up, like finally someone understands me. <laughs> so I love it and I always recommend it. Also, the five love languages test. It's not just for couples that want to understand their partner better. It's also for parents that want to understand their children better and how they interpret love. Because that's another thing, you guys. Just because you show love in some kind of way to your child, for instance, you could be acts of service you could show love through words of affirmation but if your child is all about quality time and physical affection then there is an emotional need that's not being met because you do not understand the way they filter and process love so i think that this is a game changer for any relationship and i will always recommend this children are already worthy and whole they are complete and so they don't need to become something to be whole they don't need a checklist they are worthy for their pure presence in our lives and the gift that they give us like i said the gift of self-realization the gift of their being is everything as it's yours you are a gift to everyone in your life including your parents especially so if you always felt like you needed to meet some kind of milestone so your parent had something to brag about and feel proud of, understand that that is a programming, primarily societal program. It's almost like this domino effect, right? That has not served humanity. But of course, we can create a domino effect that does. 
So release the agenda you have for them. This agenda is truly just made up of fear. Almost everything a parent does in the traditional paradigm is fear-based. Oh my God, they didn't make the bed. Who will want that? That's embarrassing. Oh my God, they didn't make straight A's. Are they shaming us? Will they be homeless? What if they're not successful? What if I have nothing to brag about at our Christmas party? Everyone else's kids are going to college and yell and whatever. Like... (laughs) The list goes on and on, you guys. It's all ego-based and self-serving. Ask yourself this. Is what I am doing ruled by fear? And how am I projecting this onto my kids? As always, thank you so much for vibing with me today through whatever it is that you are doing. Your time and energy is so valuable to me as well as your support. So if you have not yet left a review, I would appreciate that so much. It helps push this podcast into a wider audience. And I also give shout outs as well throughout the life of my podcast. I will be doing that. I really love connecting with our community. And speaking of community, if you have not yet joined the Ethereal Girl podcast community definitely click the link in the show notes so once again thank you for tuning in and i love you guys